0: And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi for Me Radio is live from the bunker.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Mr. and Ms. America and all the ships at sea, captains, courageous princes of the universe, the ladies who launched conversationalists across the fruited plain. It is open line Friday. Uh, we're very close to 600 episodes, folks. It's it's coming. It is coming. But I am I am faced I'm faced with a dilemma, and I'm hoping maybe that some of you can help me with that because I got to figure something out here. Uh. Anyway, all right. So let us uh, do. This. This. Welcome, everyone. My name is Jason Hunt. I'm the editor here at Sci-Fi for Me. Glad to have all of you with us. Those of you who are with us live. If you're not with us live, that's fine. You can still leave us a comment, throw us uh, an email. Live from the bunker at sci fi mecom You can join our Discord server. You can just connect with us on all sorts of social media. All that good stuff. Dive into the cesspool. And if you so choose, if you prefer, we are available as a podcast. But uh, sometimes it helps to see the video. So there is all of that. Okay, so (laughs) it is Friday. This is number 595. And... Here's here's my dilemma. All right, I'm gonna, I'm going to I'm going to bring the music down. I'm gonna, I'm going to get in real close here, folks. This is this is my dilemma. Because Monday is Memorial Day. And in a regular week, Monday through Friday, we'd have 5 shows, which would put number 600 next Friday. It'd be an open line Friday, it'd be a big, big to-do, and we'd have, you know, 600 episodes and whatnot. However, (coughs) with Monday being Memorial Day, if we take the day off, then that throws my count off. And then 600 would be on Monday, and then we throw the count off for however long until I could get the count back to where it's supposed to be, because I'm, I'm not necessarily OCD, but it's it's cleaner. You know, it's an aesthetic thing, right? So so my dilemma is how how to how to how to write the ship as it were. So either my choices are either do a uh, do a show on Monday whether it's pre-recorded or live or short or whatever and and bring the count to 600 on Friday. Or go through, you know, do do Monday, go through the rest of the week, and then do 600 on Saturday as a special edition. I'm not sure I want to do that either. So we'll we'll kick around a couple of ideas and and see what we can see. Um, It does appear... That uh, that the video is stuttering a bit. I'm not sure exactly what's causing that. Uh, I it says it says we've got good signal everywhere, so I'm not sure. It could be StreamYard. <coughs> it could very well be my computer. Idle. All right, let's uh, let's say hi to people. Let's uh, see, uh, Matt Tweens in the chat. Keeley's there. Michael's there. Sci-fi snobs there. Good to see all of you. I'm sure Cam will be dropping in at some point. Death Angel Shadow will probably put in appearance. Uh, how you doing, Mrs. Boss? Doing good. Yeah, kind of, yeah. sorta. Okay. Right here. All right. Okay. Now uh, it is Open Line Friday which uh, which means that you all will get into the call and of course I forgot to uh, I forgot to copy the link to put in there but here's what I'm going to do we're going to add somebody that hasn't been in a while but he's back sort of Christopher Hoffman is back with us welcome sir good to have you how you doing
2: hello hello uh, hopefully you're doing well and and hopefully everyone Watching or listening is doing well as well. There we go. That's like three wells in a row, I think. Very yes, deep. They're very deep. Very deep.
0: You know what is not well.
2: Uh-huh. My. Oh, I, I I just wanted to uh, to come on and say hello to uh, the for Me Nation, and uh, just give a, a a state of play, as it were, for myself. I'm I'm uh, still waiting on some. Test results for some medical issues, but um, the test results that I have previously had have come in, and um, I don't show any signs of like prostate cancer or anything like that, so that is very good. Um, I'm still kind of taking it day to day, but um, I am looking forward to uh, contributing more uh, for Vault of the Killer Bees. And uh other uh, things here back on YouTube and the website well we... I'm, I'm slowly getting back into the swing of things
1: yeah. well and and it's good and, it's good that you're still uh, it's good that you're still around
0: <laughs> I need
2: oh that thank you movies thank you I, I I appreciate it i'm a, I'm trying to uh I'm um Uh, yeah I am I'm, I'm glad I am glad to be back. <laughs> not, uh, you're, you're a little bit choppy uh, Jason so Yeah I'm I'm uh, think, I'm thinking I we're apologize, experiencing apologize a bit much, No
1: that's okay. So. I think we're experiencing a little bit of a delay somewhere somehow. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with that.
2: Okay, so, so. But um I um uh, what I wanted to talk about uh, on Open Line Friday is uh, I, I know it's a little bit of an old topic, but it's gained uh, some new life with uh, critical role officially um, ending its relationship with uh, Dungeons and Dragons and um, setting out on a new course uh, with their um, Candela Obscura uh, RPG, which they actually have a uh, a segment where you can uh, download your own version of their original um, tabletop RPG so you can start your own campaign with their new system and uh, characters and um, <clears throat> new system characters and how the uh, dice point works, that sort of thing. And that got me to thinking that um, with this whole, open license debacle um, that began some months ago with Wizards of the Coast and um, them essentially shutting out third party um, creators from um, enjoying the fruits of their labor um, as they had been before creating supplements for Dungeons and Dragons and that sort of thing. Um, And major players going elsewhere to find alternative games that um, I would highlight some really interesting alternatives to Dungeons and Dragons um, that also have sort of open licenses uh, so you would be able to create your own um, your own supplements to their various role-playing games. Um, in fact, I've got a board game here that is actually uses the same rules as the RPG of the same name. Um, And it's really interesting. It's a science fiction um, role playing game. Um, And it actually had a uh, Amazon prime television show to go with it and note that I said science fiction. So it's not, it's not the rings of power. This one was a little bit of a sleeper hit uh, because it's um, the storyline actually originated in uh, Sweden and it's called Tales from the Loop. And it's in collaboration with a visual artist who makes these wonderful uh, paintings uh, that are set in sort of like a mythical early to mid 80s. Um, Sweden, where there is a sort of a um, prototypical CERN reactor. And this reactor, the people that work at this compound with this reactor, have opened a little bit of a rift. And the rift in time and space has affected the uh, surrounding communities. So you would have All sorts of interesting things like uh, there's a a campaign called Invasive Species where um, some raptors actually uh, invade uh, the Swedish countryside. And let me grab the game here. Excuse me. This is the board game Tales from the Loop. And as you can see here, although it does look like a photograph, this is a really... Highly detailed painting, and you can see the different reactor silos there next to the farmhouses. And this is published by Free League Games, and the core box for the board game itself is um, $69. That does sound like a lot, but You get a lot of really really interesting stuff. You've got a really great thing uh, pamphlet about the world of the loop that brings you up to speed about the different uh, creatures and how technology plays in with the the world. They've got free-roaming robots, and see, you've got this really interesting kind of uh, sentinel robot next to like a Volvo. (laughs) And in the board game, you play as uh, a bunch of kids. And one of the rules of the board game is, During the last part of your turn or the last part of the day, as it were, uh, when you're playing with your friends, you all have to make sure that you are home by dinner or you suffer penalties and, uh, home for dinner and, and get a good night's sleep or you come back and you're groggy and it affects your speed and stuff like that. You can see here there's a, uh, Painting of a young boy who has like a a remote control pack that he found for one of these sentient robots or sentinel robots, excuse me, as it were. And it's really fun. You get to choose different characters and we've got like tons of different tokens and miniatures for the game. And some great, a really great board. Here of the different play areas.
1: So, Christopher, let me ask you: What makes a good RPG game in your in your
2: mind? Hmm. A good RPG game that that's a that is a good question. What I find to be a good RPG game is something that is um, got a bit of an original premise. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have a fantasy RPG game. Um, and there is there are a lot of fantasy-based RPG games to choose from, but you've got to really have a really interesting hook on it. Um, in fact, coming in August, um, there is a direct competitor, a European direct competitor to the original Dungeons & Dragons that's being relaunched that's called Dragon's Bane and um i think
1: i've heard of this that
2: one. one focuses on mirth and mayhem so it's it's a little bit of a lighter tone
1: yeah
2: um sort of um not necessarily concentrating on you know the scary dungeon crawls although there are some dungeon crawls but this one is like oh my gosh you are going up against um a tar monster you know, and and that sort of thing, and and um, you might step on, you know, you might step in some, you know, like a gelatinous blob. How do you get out of this blob? And um, th- that that kind of uh, you know sort of you're in peril, but you're never really in like oh my god, I'm in hell. I'm in this hellscape right. sort of thing. Um that being said, there is a, another company that has come out with a RPG that leans heavily into the oh this is a this is going to be your darkest dungeon ever. And that to uh, to crib a title of a video game, actually, <laughs> and that is called Swylander, and it focuses on the horror and the you know darkness has fallen across the land. You've got to be a little, you've got to be a beacon of hope, but everything is just it's desolate, it's horrific, um, and you have to make horror modifier checks, and then um, there's actually a Really fun RPG that I'm hoping to get started in a play group. Um, so I invite anyone. Um, I will get on the Discord and discuss that. It's called Vassen and it is set in Sweden, um, actually Scandinavia, uh, at the uh, turn of the Industrial Age. So okay. you've got the combination of um, the old sort of pagan folklore the um not the introduction of christianity christianity has been around for a little while um but you've got the conflict between the old ways and christianity you also have the um introduction of the uh, new-fangled things like printing presses and uh, automation and that sort of thing and what your team has done is they have inherited this decrepit mansion um, from the previous owner who was the, the president of a, uh, the society. And the society um, was in charge of keeping um, the supernatural element in check uh, throughout Scandinavia. And uh, the interesting thing about that is the supernatural element is neither really good nor bad. I mean, they're there. And so um, if you, for instance, um, if if you don't leave, if you're in the woods um, next to a red cap settlement, and um, those are uh, variations on gnomes, but they're a little more vicious, and, uh, if you do something, if you ask a favor of the red caps and you don't fulfill your end of the bargain, well, the red caps are going to take exception to that and, and, and really come after your family and sort of like, you know, try and wipe them off the face of the earth because they're red caps and, uh, murder you, that sort of thing. Um, and so you have to bring the society to keep those red caps in check, either through negotiating with the red cap mother or trying to, you know, kick their proverbial butt, as it were, which would be kind of hard because red caps are noted for the red their red caps, which are soaked in their enemy's blood. So
1: now this is the game. This is the game you're putting you're putting a group together to play this particular game. Yes,
2: and that yes, yes yeah. I am, and it's called Vossen. Um, and they've got free PDFs, uh, to download at free league. Um, I'm also, uh, I've also set up a, um, set up a site on, um, roll 20. Um, so we can do this online. Okay. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you go up against all different ones, like there's a ash tree wife. And let me see, here's an illustration of the ash tree wife is one of those. And you can have a character who has fallen in love with the ash tree wife and is uh, about to be spirited away to the, uh, the unseedly land, the, the elven lands. There's also uh, your traditional uh, night ravens and church grims. So it's taken a lot of real uh, folklore. And all of the characters in here are human. And the reason they're part of the society is that some of the... Each one of the characters has had some experience with the supernatural before... And that has left them with the ability to sort of pierce the veil and see into the supernatural world. Gotcha. Um, and there are some adventures that are lighthearted in tone. In fact, there's one that deals with a, uh, a land that's um, very much like the, uh, the Welsh Moors in England... And one of uh, a pair of your NPCs um, are like this Swedish equivalent of the Winchesters from uh, Supernatural. Ah, that'll, that'll be fun. So, um, and then i just got uh, uh, two things. One other uh, with an RPG is uh, Andrew Kolb is an independent author, and he has taken some public domain um, – some public domain literature, and he's turned them into RPG um, books, so you can you have adventures in these different lands. The first one was Neverland uh, with uh, uh, Peter Pan and J.M. M. Barry's right. um, creations, um, but the one that I picked up and I found really really interesting um, is Oz.
1: Oh, and these, this
2: is based on all of the L. Frank Baum books, and it does work with the fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons rules. But you've got so much information here. You've got all the different characters that were in the Oz books, the different, uh, you've got the Munchkins, of course, you've got Loonville. The Forest of the Winged Monkeys. And. You have a great. Chart. Of all the general objects. That were found throughout the land of Oz. It doesn't just stick to the Emerald City. It's got the great farmlands. The underground. um, And then you have all of the. Magical. Items that you can find in Oz. um, Not just the slippers and that Andrew Kolb has really done his research thoroughly on all the Oz books. It's a really, really fun, fun read just to, you know, bone up on your knowledge of Oz outside of like, you know, the musical and the Ferusa Balk, uh, movie, of course. Right. And it's really fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, possibly diving into this. In fact, He goes into such a deep lore as to get into the gold cap of the winged monkeys. If you ever wondered how the Wicked Witch of the West controlled the winged monkeys or flying monkeys. um, Yeah, it's because she uh, stole a golden cap to command them. Um, And as long as she had the cap, the monkeys could not harm her. um, As long as she was alive and, and was in possession of the cap. And you can have stories like that. And there's actually a little whimsical thing um, called The Palace of the Lonely Duck. And it's about a uh, guarded uh, palace. It's guarded by automatons. And this is from Frank Albaum. It's guarded by automatons who are designed to protect the resident of the palace. And unfortunately, um, the only resident of the palace alive anymore is this duck. And so this duck is, you know, the duck's not evil or anything like that. The duck is is merely lonely. And so you can go visit the Palace of the Lonely Duck.
1: That sounds like an interesting adventure.
2: And that's so it is, it is, it, it would be really fun. And he goes in into great detail, as I mentioned before, about the different lands and you can you know play as mombi or lady um lady Dimavir, if i remember uh, the pronunciation correctly um as mombi the witch and lady Dimavir, who was the uh lady who uh was so so uh, fickle about her appearance that she actually had a huge hallway of different heads that she could pop on and pop off Hmm. At her leisure to to go with her outfits. So
1: sounds like an interesting
2: game. And the, yeah, L. Frank Baum is he he had he had some stuff going on <laughs> way back yeah. when. Was, yeah, he did. <laughs> it,
1: so. All right, I have put the link in the chat for anybody who wants to join the call. Christopher, thanks very much for for sharing that. I, that uh, the Oz one looks pretty interesting to me. Um, and I have heard. I think I want to say that I've heard about the Tales from the Loop one, but I don't know that I heard about it as a game. I might have heard about the 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 video, the TV, the was it a TV show? Yeah, I think? Uh, the
2: Amazon TV series yeah. was was really interesting. It does get off to a little bit of a slow start, um, and it's much more character driven. Um, so it's not like necessarily like an action, right? Um, an action series, but there are some really interesting ideas in play as far as like time travel and uh, meeting your younger self, and and how that affects uh, your existence. I,
1: I don't um, know that I would want to meet my younger self,
2: and that so yeah, it's it's. I would yeah, it's, I would it's find not really, myself biting really my
1: advised. I would find myself biting my tongue quite a bit if I met my younger self because I that would that would that would be fraught I say fraught with danger if I ever met my younger self
2: so Oh yes yes uh, I mean, they they uh, there's been countless uh variations of like, you know, meeting your younger self and like, oh I, I, I'm gonna have to give my younger self this advice to have a better life and <laughs> that sort of thing. But but I'm I'm afraid if I were to meet my younger self um uh I would be uh full of cringe with oh my god, why did you do that?
1: I can't believe I was like that back in the day.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I would be I would be the one like Homie the Clown uh. with the thing, and I would bash myself. Mindy, don't do that.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, and as far as Free League Publishing goes, they're the company that does Vossen and Tales from the Loop. Yep. Um, the Tales from the Loop um, actually has a starter kit for their board game. Uh, excuse me, not board game, for their role-playing game. I did highlight the board game, but it uses the same rules, essentially, as the role-playing game. Um, And uh, Tales from the Loop has a starter kit, um, and that is about $35. And that gives you the rules and um, one adventure... And how to set up uh, a Tales from the Loop game so you can like run it, see if you like it. Um, it's based on a zero engine uh, play system, which is uh, involves just six dice, so it's like one through six. And um, you have your you know health, and not necessarily armor, but you've got like intuition and logic. Everything like tracks as far as things that you're used to if you're playing a role-playing game, like, you know, armor points and constitution, intelligence, that sort of thing. Uh, It all tracks over. Um, The Zero Engine is also used for Vossen. And the other game that I spoke of with the Swaylander... Swaylander. Oh, Swaylander, yep. That also has a... uh, a starter kit that's got the whole game in it also for that price point. Um, that is the more horror-based one. Yeah. And in fact, if you want to go all the way over to Call of Cthulhu, which is comparable to what um, Critical Role is doing now with their uh, Candela Obscura, um, they have a starter kit if you want to go into like the Cthulhu esque role playing games in the period of the 20s uh chaosium the company has a call of cthulhu starter kit um also for 30 bucks and it gives you the the rules the uh player sheet and an adventure um so if you want to get a taste of any of these alternative rpg games you can go ahead and find them at reasonable prices so you don't have to go out and be intimidated by buying the hardcover books, you know, of like, oh my god, I've got to get the player book, I've got to get the yeah. game master book, all of that stuff.
1: And it um, should and it should be noted links. that uh, that we don't get any uh, we don't get any compensation for recommending any of this stuff. We don't have affiliate links anywhere, so this is okay, this is yeah, an yeah, unbiased. I don't no to no no. Like no I'm not, I'm not getting onto you. I'm yeah, I'm right. just this is my I'm this just, is my uh, disclaimer. To for to the say team. there
2: are <laughs> there are. Really fun and interesting alternatives to yeah. DD. Um, in fact, there's one from um, Oak Games. Um, actually, it's called City of Mist. The game is called City of Mist, and it's a Noirish type urban fantasy uh, series that is really, really fun because you can play a hard boiled detective whose cousin. Uh, might be Mercury, oh, and so okay. it's kind of like a, and that yeah, it's a very interesting sort of like American Gods, adjacent sort of game,
1: sure.
2: um, and they also have a starter kit that is around the same price point. It's called City of Mist if you're into kind of uh, noirish, sort of urban fantasy things. So they're all sorts of different stuff out there. Yeah,
1: but you know, everybody everybody's coming up with an RPG game. Maybe we should put together something and
2: awesome. and dive in. And, um, and actually, I was I, 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 you know what? I mean, seriously, I, I was actually going to to talk to you about that because you know the uh, the free league has the o- OGL as well. Yeah, and it is open and it is a lot more uh, a lot more they're a lot more liberal with what you can and cannot do and uh with their license and that sort of thing. Yeah. So something anyway. to think about. I'll do an elevator pitch to you later.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> I look forward to it. Thanks, Christopher. I'm glad you're feeling better.
2: And that, thank you. Thank you so very, very much. And that. um I'm sorry to to have Taking up a lot of the time, I apologize.
1: Well, you're making up for the weeks you've been
2: gone, right? And, and I'm I'm I am I am. So, but there you go. You've got some uh, fun stuff to look into uh, over the Memorial Day weekend. All
1: right, sir now. Are you going? Are we going to uh, go into the vault tomorrow? Or are you taking the weekend off again?
2: Um, you you do what you need to. I do. I can come on really quickly and okay. and speak something uh speak about a film i just saw a couple of days ago actually called uh, all eyes okay it's a real interesting uh micro budget film all that right. really pays off
1: we will look forward to that that of course on good morning multiverse which is tomorrow at 11 a.m eastern 10 central so join us over on all the different video platforms for that So, all right, Christopher, thanks very much. Thank you. All right. Anybody else want to jump in the call? You are more than welcome to. Otherwise, I may run off and start doing prep for tomorrow's show. So, Uh, so anyway. Oh, 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 oh. I have, I do have one thing that I need to do. Let me, let me get up here because Mrs. Boss, Mrs. Boss got me a package. And I don't know what's in this package. But it is from is from La La Lands Records, I think. Is it? is it? Is that is that who it's from? You marked it out. I see what you did. <coughs> All right. All right, we're gonna open it. And uh to answer Matoen's question. Matoween's got a question in the chat. Anybody else uh Uh, familiar with Brandon Sanderson's work. I have not read Brandon Sanderson yet. Uh, He's on my list of, you know, things what I need to catch up on eventually one of these days, sometime soon. All right, so let's... Let us open the pack. Good gravy. All right, hold on, let's see. Let's go this way. This is... Oh, there we go. All right. Running into the bubble wrap on the inside. It was deciding it didn't want to uh, open. All right. Uh, Now, I do recall talking to Mrs. Boss about something, but I don't remember what we talked about. I've slept since then. And I have been out checking my potatoes since then. By the way, we got potatoes coming in. I'm very excited. All right. What is this? Lots of bubble wrap. Those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, I will describe what I have. All right. It's a CD set. (coughs) What is this? Oh! Nice. Is this what we were talking about the other time? No. No? Okay. This is new. Okay. So this is... Um... This is the Deep Space Nine Soundtrack, Volume 2. Very nice. Okay, so this has got... Um, how many... It's got some different different episodes. Oh, Bada Bang's on here. Okay. Uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine Collection, Volume 2. Music composed and conducted by Dennis McCarthy, Jay Chataway, David Bell, Paul... Bell Argin, Gregory Smith. Cool. Very nice. Uh, so well, I will get to put, put that into my CD player and listen while I do prep for the weekend.
0: Well, you have so much of everything else. And I don't know what made me go look, but <coughs> when you were talking about the Cisco day.
1: Oh, yes.
0: On Good Morning Multiverse last week. Yes. I was sitting there and I was... You know, and I get their I get their stuff all the time. But I don't know why I was looking and I saw that. They didn't have volume one. They're sold out currently on it. But you know. Well
1: thank you for that.
0: We need an all Vic hour.
1: An all an all Vic hour. We can do an all Vic hour. Well, we need, I need guess maybe. So mm-hmm.
0: now you have some of the Cisco. Little date. Late, but still. Well
1: I, no, hey, that's that's always good to add to the collection. And yes, it's a CD set, which means I get to use my CD player. Yes. I don't, I don't have, have a Victrola. It. I, it would be nice, it would be nice to have a Victrola. That would be kind of cool. It would fit in with the steampunk that I've got going back over here a little bit. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. <coughs> well, thank you, Mrs. Balls. All right, uh, it is 45 minutes after the hour, as they used to say over on AM radio, and I think we will wrap it up there and uh, and go and head out to, uh, to do our prep for tomorrow morning. Um, I will post on social media what we end up doing for 600. I'm not sure what we're going to do with 600 because 600 is going to be either on a saturday or a monday or something i don't know exactly what we're going to do yet so i gotta i gotta plan that out with the missus here and we'll see what we do all right that's it for us today folks thank you very much for being here i do appreciate all of you and uh we will we will do this all again next week don't forget tomorrow morning 11 a.m eastern 10 central good morning multiverse with the week's headlines and science fiction fantasy horror comic books video games and the return of the Vault of the Killer Bees. Looking forward to that. So uh, join us for that. And we do have all of these different places where you can connect with us. Social media platforms, video platforms, the Discord server. we got a newsletter. And I haven't sent the newsletter out in forever. So uh, So join us over on all of those places. And that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks very much for being here. Remember, the politicians hate you the media lies to you, God has a plan for you, and there are four lights.
0: This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi4Me.com. Copyright 2023 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to sci fi for me Radio.